Protecting students and teachers when they step into school is priority number one. On School Safety Today, a podcast from Raptor Technologies, we'll bring you the technologies and leadership that protects over 35,000 schools across the United States. Hello and welcome to School Safety Today, a podcast brought to you by Raptor Technologies. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney, and today we're talking about how to connect grant criteria to your school safety needs. Of course, we know it's no secret that schools across the country have been dealing with budget deficits and there has been a limitation of funds. There are a lot of shortfalls there. And of course, you want to do the best for your students and the community at large without the funding it's a little hard to do that. So what can we do? Well, there is one resourceful option, grants. Of course, that often relies on heavy deadlines. And then there is the eligibility of meeting certain criteria it can be very specific, can be very daunting for a lot of school systems. So here to give us a lot of information about that, and of course, a lot of expertise and shed some light on this topic is Dr. Paula Love. Dr. Paula Love is known as the funding doctor. She's a highly sought out speaker, writer, and publisher in education funding. She has nearly five decades of experience and a winning track record using proven funding strategies for both for-profit and nonprofit organizations, state and local educational agencies, schools, and institutions of higher learning. Dr. Love's public service includes educational leadership and administrative roles at local, state, and federal levels with passion for helping others find funds and with a focus on securing and managing major grant initiatives. So please welcome my guest today, Dr. Paula Love. Thanks for joining me, Paula. Thank you so much, Michelle. And I sure hope that I can bring that passion to our listeners and our viewers today. So thank you. I am so happy to have you here, and I know that you will, because it's not just a job for you, something that you have done for so many years, as we talked about your expertise, but you really are, you brought the word up, passion. You're so passionate about helping these institutions find money that they really need to do the best for their students. So share, if you can, a high-level overview of the world of grants and school funding, particularly as it relates to school safety and well-being. Michelle, when you started off, that was a, a great way for us to begin and kind of think about what I say is funding 101. But when I listen to what you said, the most important thing that we can do when we're thinking about going after funding is thinking about making a difference for those very students and youth and adults sometimes that we really want to help. So let's begin, first of all, by kind of leveling the playing field and talking about different kinds or what I call different categories of grants, because often what we find is when people think of the word grants, they get this panic. Oh, my gosh, there's these deadlines, this all this work that I have to do. What I would like you to think about is that there's actually two kinds of grants, one does have those deadlines attached to it and a lot of work, and I'm not going to say that it doesn't. But the other type is a grant that schools or school districts or local uh, municipalities might get, and it might come down as what we refer to as a formula grant. 
So in order to help us understand that, I'm gonna use the analogy of a coffee pot. So we have our drip coffee pot maker and we have our filter and we put in our grinds and we have a certain formula and we get our coffee from that. Think of that as the formula grants. By that, I mean that every school district or most school districts will get an allocated amount based on a criteria. And that criteria may be things like special needs students, English language learners, low socioeconomic status, but all of those funds will be distributed based on that criteria. School districts still or, or um, have to put in an application, but the application is very different. It's usually consolidated where there's a lot of different buckets that they're applying for at one time. And it's more of a bowler plate. Most school districts and most of our viewers that are probably listening right now are very familiar with how to do those grants. On the other side of that is the competitive. So think of that as the cappuccino, the espresso maker, where we have to do we have to do those special things in order to get that special cup of coffee. What that means is in those discretionary funds or competitive funds, there's there could be a lot of money, but only a few people are going to win those funds. That's where deadlines, um, extended narrative, forms, a lot of different kinds of things that people need to understand in order to be able to secure and win those funds. And not everybody gets to win them. A lot of competition. There are a lot of questions because it is daunting. I use that word kind of at the top of the podcast for a lot of agencies to even begin to wrap their head around what is needed. So specifically, you talk about federal grants. So let's start there. What are some of the recurring year-over-year -year funding opportunities when it comes to federal grants that schools really should be taking advantage of? There's, there's quite a few that we need to think about, but I also want to remind people, as we think about these reoccurring grants, funding is very attached to policies and procedures, be it at the state or the federal level. So even if the funds kind of reoccur, there may be different things that we need to understand about those funds in order to go after them. But let's talk about some that are kind of common or ones that we see maybe year after year. For example, in the federal funding, we look at Title I Part A. Remember what I said about low socioeconomic status and things like that? That is a formula grant that comes out on a regular basis. Another one, when we look at, especially when we're thinking about school safety, would be Title IV Part A, Student Support and Academic Enrichment. This, this is a big piece of funding that comes down, again, usually to low socioeconomic um, areas, but many times it also comes down based on safety needs because there's three criteria in this grant. One is called well-rounded. One is about creating those safe climates for students. And the other one has to do with personalized learning. But because it's a bigger grant, it comes out in that way. And then there's another piece that's, or another piece of funding that also is reoccurring. It is also Title IV. We refer to it as Title IV Part B, and it's called 21st Century Community Learning Centers. Those are those extended opportunities 
after hours. That grant really grew from a grant years and years ago called Safe and Drug-Free Schools. So all of this funding, those three reoccurring that I just said, have that opportunity for people to go in. And all three of the examples that I gave are formula grants. Now, let me give you two competitive grants that we start to see coming out. We've seen them for a while. Both of them come from the Department of Justice. One is referred to as the Community Orient, uh, Oriented Policing Services uh, School Violence Prevention Program, or SVPP. And another one out of the Department of Justice, it comes from the Bureau of Justice Assistance, the BGA, and we call it Stop School Violence. Both of them come under the Stop Violence for Schools Act, and both of them have been reoccurring, although they, they've shifted a little bit in their requirements and some of the things. And that's where I said, sometimes we do that um, with some of those grants that are reoccurring out there. Let's talk about the competitive grants because it is a much different story. You gave the, the wonderful analogy of the drip coffee and those cappuccinos that could be very layered, literally and figuratively. So what are two or three special Dr. Love tips that you can share today that will help schools enhance not only their chances of winning a grant, but then maximizing the dollars they may receive. All right. I'm going to give the, I'm going to give the love tips right now, <laughs> folks. And I'm going to give you three, and this is, this is probably, I'm going to give you three F's. Okay. So the first thing is find the funding. You need to make sure that you're able to align that funding with the purposes that you want to do. And when you align, and you mentioned this earlier, also think about things like eligibility. Can I really apply for this? The deadlines, those kinds of things that we have to find to make sure there's a good match there. The next F is follow. And what that what I mean by that is once you get that competitive grant application, read, read it again and read it again. I've been on both sides of the coin kind of where I've applied for funding, but I've also been the reviewer and trained reviewers. And one of the biggest obstacles that I see or hurdles is people do not read and follow the directions. And it is very, you, you need to spell out the little headers and make sure your grants are that way in order to be able to do that. Then the final F is fulfill. Now, by that, I mean, do you have the capacity to go after this grant? Do you have people on staff that can help write it, help go after it? But do you also have internal capacity? Do you have the support of your executives, your superintendent, your principal, other decision makers that need to understand that? And also equally important under Fulfill is do you have external partners? Folks like Raptor, where they come in and bring a a wonderful dimension and more and more grants, especially our competitive grants, are looking for those partners that are going to come and help us 
really look at the challenges, look at the problems that we have and help us. So we've got to remember to find, we've got to remember to follow, and we got to know that we can fulfill those opportunities. So that's my, that's the love tips. <laughs> love getting the love tips. So let's talk about state grants for a moment. One recent example, the Silent Panic Alert Technology Grant in Texas, also known as the SPAT grant program. Can you elaborate more for our listeners, all of us, as well as specifically our Texas listeners? I'm sure that they're very interested in hearing about that. And then also some other recent examples of state grants. State grants are so good right now. And the, and the reason that I say that is that it gives us a more window. Remember when we talked about competitive grants? So if you're at the federal level and you're competing for this money, there may only be a few winners. At state levels, like what we're seeing in Texas and other states, the opportunity to go after those is even greater. The grant that's currently out in Texas is actually due. It's coming up very, very soon. So that's very important. Number one, we need to look at that deadline and it's coming up on February 17th. The good news about that grant in, in light of our conversation that we're just talking about, so many of the opportunities for panic alert buttons and, and other kinds of resources for our school climate and school safety, such as visitor management and some of those other response management things fit so nicely into here. And that's why Raptor makes such a great partner if you're thinking about going after this particular funding. Now, Texas has some other grants out there aside from just the SPAC grant. The SPAC grant is the competitive one. There's another one out there right now that is a formula grant, and it's called the School Safety. I'm, I'm going to draw a blank here, so let me grab my little notes. School Safety Standards Grant that's out there. And it is a formula grant that is coming down. In the past, there's also been in Texas, another piece of funding called the School Safety and Security Grant. The beauty about that is now we have different funding sources coming out of the state, which shows the state's priority around safety and security. And we can begin to leverage those different grants. So if you need professional development, if you need the products and services like we just talked about with Raptor, now we can get a comprehensive program to really keep our students safe and secure in Texas. But Texas is not alone. So do you mean dive into a few of the others that are out there? Because yeah, where, wherever you feel you wanna go with this, because obviously the more money out there, the more excited. Yeah. School so systems might, are going to be. We might have listeners in, in many different areas. And, and one of the things that I want to remind people of is where the money comes from. So in Texas, it's actually coming from the TEA, the Texas Education Agency. They're the ones that are submitting and sending this grant out. But that's not the case in, in other states. Sometimes in states, we see monies coming from different areas. For instance, we see it coming from Homeland Security. We see it coming from Health and Human Services. It kind of mirrors what we see at the federal level. So when we talk about different federal grants and coming out of different places, not just the Department of Education, we see the kind of the similar picture in other states. However, those states may not call it just the same titles that we see at the federal level. For instance, in Pennsylvania, 
Pennsylvania, it comes from the Commission on Crime and Delinquency. And so all of their school safety money that comes out for our schools comes from that particular area. In Wisconsin, the grants come from, it's called the Department of Justice Extended School Day. So we see it different places. Like I said, in Indiana, we actually see it coming from the Indiana's Department of Homeland Security. So we need to be mindful when we're looking at different state funding, where we might be able to find it. That goes back to that, that 1F that I said, because there's a wide range of places that we can look at. Right now, there's a grant out in Florida for school safety. There's one out in North Carolina that we know of that is in a round two for school safety, as well as not just that grant, but like Texas, some of these have multiple levels of funding as well that is out there. Ohio just finished a great competition with many awardees um, that are out there as well. So we're seeing lots of states have different opportunities. I encourage you to look at your states, know where those opportunities may come out. Again, find them. Um, and make sure that you can actually go after and apply for those funds. Great information. You really are a wealth of knowledge, Paula. But let's take things a little deeper because the biggest thing is we can't get the money and can't meet the criteria or meet the deadline if we don't know where the money is. It really comes back to you have to find it first. So where can school leaders find out more information about some of those state and federal grants? Well, one of the things that I know Raptor has done, and they've done a great job, and I have to commend them, is they have uh, some sources of funding right on their website. I've worked with them over the years, so we've been able to work together to really target and figure out where those specific buckets are that, that schools and school districts can go after. In addition to that, um, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of different sources out there, especially for grant writers, but one that's specific for education is called Grants Alert. Dot com that people can go to, which is another great source in, in not only finding lots of grants, but really narrowing the search down to that state level, if you're looking for those state opportunities. Um, another source that is really good comes from the Department of Education. It's called schoolsafety.gov. It is a website whereby you can filter for state opportunities, and it's only around school safety. So that's another great, so that gives, you know, our folks a few opportunities to kind of go out and seek out one through our partner that's sponsoring today, one through the government that is doing the school safety, one is the private through um, Grants Alert for just education. And again, I encourage you to reach out because our um, partner today really has a good handle on a lot of the school safety funding as well. And you have an excellent handle on all of this information, this conversation at hand. So any final thoughts, Paula, as we are wrapping up here? What I would like to remind everybody again is those kind of those three F's that we, we talked about initially. But I also wanna tell you, don't get discouraged when you start writing. Um, or you start going after grants. Remember what we said at the beginning, that this is really about making a difference. And if you really are interested and have that connection for the project, grant is a project. 
if you have that connection for the project, I don't ever want you to be discouraged should you get a no. Because what that means is you learn from that no and you grow from that and you go after. You don't sit that grant on the shelf and chase money. You go after a project and your belief in that project and you continue going after it. So don't ever get discouraged, even though it seems kind of overwhelming and you feel it can really be an amazing opportunity for people to learn and grow and develop such incredible knowledge about how to put a program together. Persistence really pays off. So don't give up, keep going. And of course, wonderful tips that we learned today. Dr. Paula Love, known as the funding doctor, and you can understand why highly sought after speaker, writer, publisher in the education funding department. She has, as I said before, nearly five decades of experience. She clearly knows what she's talking about. And I can't thank you enough for your time, Paula, because I know so many people out there listening are getting some great information. And I think you hit the nail on the head. It's all about making a difference. That's why we're even here. So all of this and all of the detailed information and all of the steps, it really comes down to one thing, making better, safer schools for our students. So Paula, thank you so much for joining me today. And I want to thank all of our listeners who are listening to the podcast, School Safety Today by Rector Technologies. Of course, we are bringing you up-to-date information and great insight with guests like Dr. Paula Love today. So if you would like to hear more podcasts or more about Raptor, you can go to raptortech.com. I am your host, Michelle Mooney. Thanks again for joining us and we hope to see you soon.